This episode is sponsored by MMS Missionary Music School, changing lives one note at a time. Go to mmsforeveryone.com. And you're listening to Think and Play. I invited a few of my students, which I call friends, to talk about music. What made that song so special? And what made that song different? And what that song influenced in their lives? If you like music like me, if you're a music enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. So enjoy, have a seat, and let's think about music. Thank you. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly Hello everyone, uh, my name is Porfirio Gueiros Everybody knows me as Paul Gueiros I was born in Brazil in 1967 So you do the math A lot of important things happened in 1967 Like the Beatles, it was the, 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 the Vietnam, uh, Love and Peace Movement, Woodstock in 1969, I believe. Men uh, got into the moon. So it was a lot of things going on in the world besides my birth. I was born in Brazil. You can hear the story of my birth in my first podcast. It was really uh, inspiring. And why was I born? What's the purpose of my life? So it's been quite a, a long journey up to here, but I believe God has had and still have a plan for me. And this episode is about how I got here. So how how did I get to this point in 2023 and where I am right now? So I've been, I've been fortunate enough to, to say that, well, God preserved me every single day of my life since my conception. He preserved me because he had a plan. He had a plan for me. By the way, I live in... So how how did I get to this point out of Washington? So I've been living in America for 13 plus years. And the decision to come to America wasn't an easy one. It was a very hard decision. Uh, I'll start going back to 1986 when I start working. My first job was at my father's uh, English school called Cultura Inglesa. It means English culture. And I was 16, I believe I was 16 years old when I started working as a teacher. And I fell in love for teaching. My whole teen, end of teenaging, I was teaching it because I fell in love for classroom, to be around with people. It was really cool. I could control the classroom. I was prepared, I prepared the classes, and I could control everybody. So I felt like, oh, I belong to something important here. So I felt myself like God. <laughs> if I may say that, because God controls everything. Every single minute of my class was controlled by me. And I didn't care if the student was a lawyer or a doctor or garbage man. In, in my class, they are all the same. They are all first grade level students. They're all beginners or they're all intermediate. I could level them and say, hey, I'll help you out to get to my level. And I was very, it, was, it, it wasn't a humble thing. It was a very proud thing I used to 
think about. Anyway, so but I fell in love for teaching. I, I realized that teaching it's it's helping people to get from A to B in a position that they don't know the language to a position that they they know the language and they can travel and they can go to Europe, America, and say, hey, I'm hungry. I need to eat food or I need to close this deal. So it was it was something that that before me, PG, <laughs> Paul Gavers. They didn't know how to do that. And after me, oh, now they, they know how to do that. So it was, it was a, a really cool thing for me to think about it. Yeah, to help people out. So I felt like I'm this bridge that will help people moving from one situation to another situation. And this is what I tell my kids. If you're happy where you are, don't do anything. Stay where you are. But if you're not happy, if you say, oh, I'm not happy with my situation, get an education, do something that you can go from A to B and say, okay, now on B. And when you get to B, if you're happy with B, stay with B until you get unhappy with B and then you get another education, get something else and then move to C. And you keep on trying until you get to the point that I am, I am right now. Okay, let's go back. After a few years of teaching, I became a school director. This, I believe, was my, my first mistake in life. I should have stayed as an English teacher, but f life, circumstances, it doesn't matter right now, took me to administrative routine. So I had to work with numbers, I had to work with money, I had to work with decision making that will inf influence a lot of people in the school that was, I was the director. So it took me seven years to bankrupt. I moved from Recife, which is the northeast of Brazil, to Sao Paulo to work with my father-in-law. So now, instead of being a teacher or uh, whatever, owner of a school, I started working as a computer salesman. I always liked technology and I started selling computer programs to schools. It was really cool because I was still in the school business. So my thing was, I, I memorized a script and I would go to a school and release that script. So everything was memorized. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was good at it. I was good at selling something that the guy even didn't want. I worked for my, my father-in-law for 15 years. Got success, got a good house, got everything was good. But in the end, I wasn't happy. That's, that, this was my, my great issue. I wasn't happy. I was around 40 years old. Something told me that I was doing the wrong thing. I wasn't happy where, where I was at. My whole life I've been in different churches and playing and teaching, preparing bands. So this 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 was always my hobby. So when I worked at, as an English teacher, I started buying instruments. When I worked as a director, I started playing a band. Uh, when I moved to Sao Paulo, I was playing churches. I was playing, preparing bands in churches. Every single place that I went, I always had music and, and bands around me because that, that was my pleasure in life. That was my the thing that I liked most. That was my hobby. And when I turned 40, I said, I don't want to die doing what I'm doing. I want to die doing what God called me to do. And what God called me to do was simply helping out people playing music or helping churches to say, hey, this is how you worship. You don't worship with perfection because we are not perfect. We worship with our heart. We don't worship with 
a full band or a full orchestra. We, we don't need instruments to worship. We need ourselves. We need our heart, our body, our emotion. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is what God told to myself because we had experienced that we had no instruments or we have like, like really bad instruments. And we went on a gig and people would say, hey, this sounds amazing. He does. And it's what the heck? So how it sounds amazing if we have bad instruments? So I realized that it wasn't the sound of our own instruments. It was the Holy Spirit blowing people's mind and, 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 and changing people through that language called music. When I told God, I don't want to die doing what I'm doing. I want to die doing what you want me to do. So it took me 25 years to get to that point and say, I, I told God, how, we, how am I going to do that? I live in Brazil. Brazil has no respect for music. They don't pay good. I cannot support my family with music. All my jobs, all everything, all my income, they were to support my family and support my hobby. So now, how am I going to live out of my hobby? And I, I told myself, well, I need to get out of Brazil. I need to go somewhere that people pay good for, for a good musician or for good music or for music training. And then I shared with Anya and I told Anya, hey, I'm not happy what I'm doing. I don't want to die doing what I'm doing. I want to die playing music. And then we start praying. We shared with Marcos and Melissa with our kids. I said, hey, let's pray for this. God's putting this in my heart. I don't know how he's going to do it. That's what it's driving me. That's what is like moving my heart. And when I was talking to my father-in-law, which was my boss, I told him, hey, I'm not having the same thing. And he told me, I know, I know, because I wish you had the heart for my company as you have the heart for music and church and serving. And this word moved me saying, okay, I have, I ended up working for him for 15 years. In the beginning, it was really disappointing. We said, hey, I worked for you for 15 years. I gave you my heart. I gave you my time for 15 long years. I've been, I've been working so hard for you and you give me that. And he says, yes, your heart for music, your heart for people is crazy. And I wish I had that for me. And I don't have. I tried. For 15 years, I've been trying that. And I don't have that. Today, I thank him for his honesty. I do, serious. So anyway, we start praying. It's okay, God, open the doors because directing me and calling me to serve you through music, my heart will be open for anywhere in the world. I don't care where do I go. Even stay in Brazil, I don't care. So if you say, okay, give me an opportunity here in Brazil to work with music. I want I want to be 100% under a music business or music church or music support. I'll change life through music. And then start sending emails, start sending my resume, whatever I've done for 25 years into every church that we went. We had a band, we had a school, we prepared people. The, the, the pastors were happy with us because we had, I had the money to, 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 to pay for all the instruments. Oh, you don't need to, to put money in anything. I'll, I'll get my support. I'll, I'll do myself. This, this, is, this was my, my thing with all the churches that we went. And every time we left the church, we leave all the instruments there. So just blessing the churches and say, hey, everything stays here. Keep on going. And even when things that we started 25 years ago, they were still going on 25 years later. The, the, because I believed, I realized that it wasn't me, it was the Holy Spirit working through me. And it, when it's the Holy Spirit working through you, 
the Holy Spirit will keep on working. He, he, will, he will not stop. If you live or if you die, the Holy Spirit will keep on working. This is what I believe. I opened my heart. The whole family started praying. So my goal was to go to Europe. I wanted to go to England. I had friends in England. Uh, or I wanted to go to Italy or Portugal or German or Switzerland. I wanted to do something in Europe. A few years before, we went for a training course in Switzerland. So me and my wife. And it moved by heart what I saw in Switzerland. Switzerland had churches and it was the birth of, of, of Christianity. It was, okay, England first and then Switzerland. I want to see a Martin Luther church because Martin Luther was from Switzerland. And this is where he put the, the, he started the, 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 the reformation of the church. So when we got there, churches were closing. They had no kids ministry. They had no youth ministry. There was only old people going to those churches. And those old people were dying. And they said, why they don't have a kids ministry? Why they don't have a youth ministry? Why they don't have a rock and roll band making all kinds of noises and bringing people in, bringing youth in? Why not? Why are they letting this church die? And then I realized that the church is still attached to the government and the church when attached to the government, uh, it's a piece of crap. It doesn't work. So anyway, it was uh, when we went back to Brazil, I shared with them, hey, this moved my heart. We need to do something for Europe. Europe is, it, Christianity is dying in Europe. So anyway, there was a small church in Linwood that my nephew was coming. There was a small church called the Image Church in Linwood. And my nephew knew the pastor and then they had something with, with the, the worship band. And there was no worship band. And my nephew said, oh, my uncle is looking for an international thing. And, and the whole family plays an instrument. And, and anyway, it was a nine month process. Uh, we started as soon as Pastor John called me. So we're going to Linwood. We have to be honest with the government. We have to, to be legal. So we got the visas. We got the, 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 the working permissions. And we came to Linwood. Oh, by the way, <laughs> there was a story. I told God, take me anywhere in the world, but don't, not America. I don't want to go to America. I don't like Americans. They're so, they're so redneck. I, I like more open like people. I, I'm more international. I don't like the old style America. That's not my thing. And God said, uh-uh, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to send you to America. <laughs> America is the best place for you. So God knew what was best for me. Even though I didn't want to, I told God, okay, if it's America, I'll go to America. But you have to change my heart, God. Change, please change. I'm going to be open for you to change my heart. When we got here, the guy gave us at the immigration, he gave us a three-year visa. And it's okay, three years it is. So we are staying for three years and see what happens. When we came to America, I had $7,000 in my pocket. So that's everything that we sold in Brazil, the car, the motorcycle, and everything we had in Brazil. Was, it was enough for like tops, two months, three months because I had it was me my wife and two kids we uh, had a small uh, room in a small apartment all four of us sleeping in the same bedroom and this it's okay God you need to open the doors we're still looking for a place start looking for a house and a month later we found this five bedroom house the landlord 
told me, I explained everything, said, hey, I don't have the contract. I said, no, 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 it's okay, I trust you. And she signed the contract, I said, what the heck? And then, I said, but I don't have it. I said, no, 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 it's okay, it's all good, you're going to receive it. So the Holy Spirit was already working into Michelle's heart. She needed someone or a family that was structured and it was responsible and it was honest. That's what she needed. And that was the right person at the right time. It wasn't me, it was the Holy Spirit directing and opening the doors. And everything, since we decided to come to America, the doors start opening. The money for the interview, boom. I, I, I had anything planned. I didn't save, I didn't have savings for this. But God was there. God was like, okay, deal. Because He knew I was up to something that would enlarge and would grow His kingdom. God was training me for this 25 years going through bankruptcy, uh, frustration, traffic, and occasion, some occasion violence because you know, I was working in some churches that had ministry in slams. And I was the chosen musician to teach poor people. And in the end, I, I learned that they were traffic, traffic dealers or they're starting to sell drugs. And they had the, the drug lords uh, and the drug lords didn't like me because I was giving them an option to play music. And in some occasions, I had some, some persecution on, on, on this sense. A few occasions, yeah. For example, in the supermarket, this guy comes over, hey, stop teaching my kids how to, how to play music because I need them, I need them for my, for my drug dealing. Said, okay, so don't just don't call, don't, just don't come to the come to the house and teach and learn music. I'm just led to teach them. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. That's, anyway, but I know after this this all these years, God was preparing me for this moment right now, this moment that I'm at. So when when we decided to come to America, this is the moment that everything started changing. Everything. And I could see with my eyes how much God moves people. When we got to Image Church, we were so welcomed. It's like they were waiting for us. They were waiting for us to be here. They were expecting the whole family. And, and they opened the doors and they opened their arms and they opened their houses. And then they're sending like equipment. They're, they're, it was like house things, like sofas and, and tables and chairs. And, and, and like, like in, in a week or two, the house was already like done. It's what the heck. And, and <laughs> it's been amazing. When you decide to work and cooperate with God, God moves mountains. It's, it's amazing. And the song that, that comes to my mind is, you're going to be surprised, but it's Blackbird. My whole life, I was told that I was a loser. My whole life. I, no, no, not that I was told. I told myself, just because like 25 years ago, I bankrupt and I lost everything. So I told myself that I could never fly. And I told myself that I would be like this loser for the rest of my life. I keep telling myself, you're not going to be successful again. I told them, these are all lies. I told myself, well, you, you got nobody. Nobody will, will hold on to you. Nobody will support you. 
And this is this is what Nina Simone sang a long time ago, I think 1966 or 67. Uh, you wanna fly? Blackbird, blackbird's me. I have another reason that I call myself a blackbird, because my whole family, there was no musician and I was the only musician. And I felt always like this awkward, weird guy, plays music, doesn't play soccer. So I always consider myself this blackbird. You ain't gonna fly. No place big enough for holding all the tears you're gonna cry. Cause your mama's name is lonely and your daddy's name is pain. And they call you little sorrow and you never love again. So this is a very sad song. And I sang this song for many years in my life. And then Paul McCartney comes in and say, hey, Blackbird, Blackbird singing on the dead of night, take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life, you're only waiting for this moment to arise. So this was like, oh, okay, I got it. I can fly. So even though I have a broken wing, I can do this. Blackbird singing in the dead of night, take these sunken eyes and learn to see. So get the tears out and look around. All your life, you're only waiting to, for this moment to be free. So this was my free moment when, when God told me, it's okay, you're going to America, bro. You're gonna live a life there. You're gonna change lives there. It's not about the money that you're making. It's about how many lives you're changing. And it's been for the past 13 years, and I love it. Blackbird or Paul, that's me. Fly, fly Blackbird. Into the light of the dark black night. So Jesus is my light. Just shine Jesus' light. That's that's the only thing. And it doesn't matter where you where you, where you what are you doing. It doesn't matter. If you want to become an actor, do it. Shine Jesus' light into the dark black night. If you want to be a soccer player, do it. If you want to be a cook, do it. If you want to be uh, I don't know a lawyer, <laughs> lawyers are tough stuff. But if you want to be a lawyer and shine God's light as a lawyer, do it. So that's how we grow. That's how we feel fulfilled. It's when we do what God's called us to do. Can I play Blackbird? I'm ready. Let's do it. By the way, this is a, this is a cover by Boys Avenue Acoustic Cover. This is what the, I chose this song because it talks about me. Talks about blackbird like me. God is good people. That's all I know. Put yourself in God's hands, under God's power, under God's will. Let your be done, not mine. Thank you, people. Blackbird. That's all me. That's all my name all over. Love you. This moment to be free 
Thank you for listening to our podcast, Think and Play. If you have any questions, shoot us an email, thinkandplay2222 at gmail.com. Subscribe for more episodes. We're going to have lots of more to come. Peace out. Thank you, people. Bye. Love you.